1: Purple Daily is Daily Vikings
0: Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I will ride with this group. Seriously, man. Please. And away we go. Welcome in. Hey, today represents the 10th anniversary of the first time Judd and I ever did a daily show together. Our daily radio show. Mackie and Judd, the day after the Super Bowl 2014 began on 1500 ESPN Radio, four hours every day from 9 a.m. till 1 p.m. Wow. And then a few years ago, we went, went away from, strategically went away from AM radio and into podcast and YouTube, and here we are on Purple Daily. But uh, ten, listen, a 10-year content oh. marriage. It's been great. It's With been Declan great. as our
1: content son. It's only getting better. Mm-hmm. Our first, uh, our first topic was the uh, infamous Russell Wilson pass at the goal line. That's right, picked off by Malcolm Butler. That's that was right. the first. That was our first topic. So it did, it did provide a a great platform for football heartbreak and um, a really, really good talker because it was a disaster. Man,
0: ten years ago, it's crazy. I put some photos up from our first year doing the show together. We have not aged at all. It's no. crazy. They oh no! Exactly Reverse aging, really? If yep. You yep. Ask me. Both, Both you of us
2: look the exact same. Must be that CeraVe.
0: <laughs> that was one of my favorite Super Bowl commercials. It was good. It was really good. I, I I'm Sarah. Actually,
2: in fact, Dex, Dex tweets here. I have a ton of. I love Sarah. I have the moisturizer. Guy, I, I, I love great. me some
1: CeraVe. CeraVe's great. I just keep the skin through natural means. Do you yeah,
2: put, put any like, like face
0: lotion on or anything? No. No. So doesn't doesn't soap. your skin get dry and
1: flaky? I have oily skin, scaly. Oh, no, them, well, there's oily, I have oily and dry. skin, lo- lots of pimples as, as a kid, so it's not too bad. Okay. it's still pretty, it's not bad. But yes, it's uh, <laughs> the the only thing that dries out is my hands, which is which hurts in the middle of winter. What a great start to the show here! <laughs> For anyone, Ten years, congratulations.
0: As Michael Sarah said, we're really passionate about human skin on the show here, Purple Daily. Uh, this is going to be a hard count edition of Purple Daily today, Everybody boys. Hold your water. Balls, balls, balls! balls, green eighteen, green 18 10. Football, where we jump through a few different topics and questions around the Vikings and football world. I'm going to start you guys with this one here. Okay, your biggest takeaway watching the Super Bowl. We did this for all the other rounds of the playoffs. Your biggest takeaway watching through a Vikings lens was what yesterday?
1: It was how far away the Vikings are from a personnel standpoint, especially on defense.
0: Well, they beat the 49ers in October.
1: They almost beat the chiefs back in October. But I'm talking about nut cutting playoff football. When it's, when it's on the line, playoffs are different. Playoffs are different. And look, Brian Flores is a fantastic hire, righted a lot of the wrongs of Ed Donatel from the 2022 season. So, I'm not saying that the Vikings are poorly coached defensively, just the opposite. But when you looked at the cornerback play, when you looked at, you know, let's say Chris Jones of Kansas City, the interior defensive line play. I mean, Patrick Mahomes deserves every bit of praise he gets. But I feel just to look at him and say, well, that's it. That's the only thing. Mm -hmm. uh, It's not fair because that game, that game, and I, I saw a lot of people said it was boring, which I do not agree with. I thought it was a fun game. But that game was in some people's minds boring because it was so generated by the defensive successes, right? And you look at the personnel on that some that those teams have. Um the Vikings have in Daniel Hunter an outstanding edge rusher. They are lacking at cornerback. They are a hundred percent, as we've discussed, ad nauseum, uh lacking interior defensive line i like uh pace jr but the reality is they're not deep at linebacker so the biggest my biggest takeaway was the components that you need to compete in the postseason defensively the vikings have the coaching for it but they do not have the personnel and that just i mean kept because those are two really good offensive teams that were essentially for a very long period of time held in check by defenses that were better.
0: They were, yeah, both offenses, especially the 49ers offense at different portions too, with a chance to like put the game away, mm-hmm. were just flustered. There was that zero blitz in the red zone that Brock, Brock Purdy drops back. back. He's got wide open Jennings. Jennings beat his man off the right side, and Purdy just, you know, he had two dudes in his face and couldn't find the target. Like that stuff happened throughout the entire game on both sides.
1: The Chiefs don't win that game if their defense does not play as well as it did because that game for a long time felt like San Fran was up by about 17 points, Mm -hmm. and they never were.
0: Yeah, the Chiefs defense, look at the quarterbacks and the offenses that they stifled throughout this postseason run. You know, the Bills and Josh Allen, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I know that it was historically cold, but even that Dolphins offense that put up crazy points this year.
1: Great game planning.
0: So, yeah, that's... um, you got to hit on some draft picks to have some good defensive yeah. players. You know, Vikings, take some notes. Yeah. Draft a good defensive player at some point. Be beneficial. Dex, what's, what was your biggest Vikings-related takeaway?
2: Uh, I'll piggyback a little bit off Judd's and say they have to, the Vikings have to build up in the trenches, both sides. And I know they have really good pillar tackles in O'Neal and Darissa. But I mean, you look at the Chiefs; they had no Joe Tooney, who's a great guard for them, and Mahomes was flustered for a good chunk of that game. The Niners' defensive line, in their own right, is really damn good. They were stuffing things and making things really hard. Yeah. And Brad Childress and did a really good job when the, he was here at head coach of building up those trenches, right? The Williams Wall. The Vikings got spoiled with that for a while. Even after Childress into like guys like Linval Joseph, et cetera. They've always had really good trenches there especially defensively the last four years it's been a little bit of a little bit of a miss but those trenches man if you can get those trenches right it can disrupt things I mean they lost one guard the Chiefs did and Joe Tooney and, and Mahomes was running for his life for the most part couldn't get pressure in his face when they lost that first Super Bowl to Brady in 2021 they basically said never again we're going to build up those trenches and we're going to do everything we can to make sure Mahomes is at least protected before he has to run out the Vikings have to take notes there. They have to look at the defensive and offensive lines and say, man, we are so far away from most likely competing for a Super Bowl until we really build that stuff up.
0: Some of the things, though, that Mahomes was doing, too, I mean, yeah, their offensive line, especially when Tooney's in there, their offensive line has had some, they've they've upgraded it since that Super Bowl loss. But some of the things Mahomes does to make it easier on his offensive linemen, the way that he steps up in the pocket when he feels pressure coming out, like Dan Orlovsky did a breakdown on ESPN this morning, kind of showing some of this stuff, but. The way that he just scoots around and finds open spaces, it's um, it's pretty incredible. There's a reason why he's probably the greatest quarterback of all time. He, he elevates everyone around him, which actually brings me to my biggest takeaway on behalf of the Vikings. I'm going to stay on brand for this one. It's quarterback related. If you look back at the last decade and change of Super Bowls, and yesterday was just another highlighted example. If you aren't implementing one of two Quarterback situations, you're pretty much screwed if you want to play in the Super Bowl. Like, if you want to be in that fight, fourth quarter, one score game, your team has the ball with a chance to win the World Football Championship, you better have either one, a GOAT at quarterback. Patrick Mahomes certainly qualifies as a GOAT. Or number two, a quarterback that makes virtually no money. So get this last 12 Super Bowls, so 24. Participating Super Bowl teams, a place the Vikings have not been since the 1970s. You can't win a Super Bowl unless you get to a Super Bowl, and the Vikings need to get to a Super Bowl first, right? Of the last 24 participating Super Bowl teams, nine out of 24 were led by goats on large contracts Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning. Nine out of 24. 12 out of 24 were led by quarterbacks on rookie-scale contracts. Brock Purdy yesterday. Uh, Patrick Mahomes actually falls into this category twice. He, he won a Super Bowl and lost a Super Bowl on a rookie-scale contract. Go back to Joe Flacco was in the fifth-year option of his rookie-scale contract back in whatever, 2013. Um, I could keep naming. So to recap, 21 out of the last 24 participating Super Bowl teams had either a first-ballot GOAT Hall of Fame Mount Rushmore guy, which is hard to get, I get it, or they had a rookie-scale contract quarterback. That's 88% of the last 24 Super Bowl participants. The Vikings don't, they obviously don't fall into either one of those categories. They fall into the 12% category, and those three remaining quarterbacks are 2021 Matthew Stafford, and they won, they cashed in, it was great, 2016 Matt Ryan under Kyle Shanahan MVP and 2019 Jimmy Garoppolo under Kyle Shanahan. So pick your path. Like if if you think if you're gonna use Stafford, Matt Ryan, and Jimmy G as the ULC, well, right? And you you can bring anyone to a Super Bowl, right? right. Or you could go look at the 88 percent and say, well, boy, we it'd be nice if we got a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady, which is Probably not going to happen. But by the way, it can't happen unless you try. So that's the first step. Or get a quarterback that makes virtually no money so you can have a monster trenches like Declan saying Weapons. Right. All- Dude, Jennings was like the fourth or fifth weapons option, probably the fifth option for the Niners, and he exploded last night. Right. So I don't know. I mean, it's pretty clear cut if you're looking to build a blueprint to get to the Super Bowl, what you should look to do.
1: So in the modern day, I think what this comes down to, too, and it's difficult, but you have to do it, is you have to hit on draft picks con- continually, right? Like yep. San Francisco hits on draft picks. Kansas City hits on draft picks. And I'm not just talking QB. I'm talking the entire thing. But San Francisco also ha- had the um, had the Cajonas to make a big trade to draft third, take Trey Lance, pivot off him realizing that was not going to work, taking Brock Purdy and making that work, which is, in my opinion, an infrastructure thing, which means your infrastructure is so good that you have the ability to maximize talent. And that's the other thing is um, the Vikings have definitely had some incredibly questionable drafts. But my other question is, what is the ability of, and this remains to be seen, what's the ability of O'Connell and his coaching staff to maximize guys' potential? Because you know we probably don't talk about that enough. We we always just say, "Well, Spielman or crazy draft this guy and he's a bust. He sucks. That's you know a terrible pick." But my question is, if you look at through through these, perfect example, Isaiah Pacheco. Okay, it's a sixth round pick. Guarantee you, there are some teams that might have taken him or signed him and he ain't playing. Mm-hmm. Ty Chandler, like, is Ty Chandler good? Because if Ty Chandler's good, he just should, and and if Ty Chandler's good, you have to pivot off. Okay. We signed Alexander Madison, but it appears that we made a mistake. Ty Chandler is the superior player. He's going to play. Teams like the Chiefs and Niners say that all the time. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, well, Cole, so like they're... Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, like a second round pick. Yes. And they kind of just said, ah, Pacheco is going to be our guy.
1: Exactly right. right? But I mean, that's where, that's where I think that there's a conversation about how your football operations and coaching staff work hand, hand in hand to at least if you make a mistake, to cut bait there, and and I go back to to this, and you know, and Pete Carroll in his heyday in Seattle, they sign at that time free agent former Packer Matt Flynn to this big contract, and it's like Matt Flynn's our guy, and I believe in the same exact draft, they take Russell Wilson, so they come in, and we're all like, well, Matt Flynn's starting, Russell Wilson won the job in training camp because Day the one. because the Seahawks had the guts to say. Hey, you know what? This guy's flat out better.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah the Ma- the, the Madison loyalty was a it's it's a, it's a definitely a red flag for the coaching staff being able to move off things.
1: It's disturbing, but also like with with QBs, are you willing to not just draft one, but are you putting that person into an infrastructure that's going to maximize him? And and if he's not where you thought, can you get him up? Can you elevate him? Like, these all become very important things. But San Francisco and KC, as far as their organizational philosophies, they're not flukes. Like, thats it's not good luck. They know what they're doing, uh, partially partially because you have to have a gene that says, Alexander, we love you. You're a great guy. We drafted you, but we were wrong about your potential.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, second question for you guys here, okay? Everybody hold your water. I don't think I texted you this one, so I'm putting you guys on the spot a little bit. So if you need a minute, that's okay. But what is your hottest Super Bowl take off yesterday?
2: You actually did.
0: Did I prep you for this? Okay. Yeah.
2: Text. Go ahead. I went hottest Super Bowl take for me would be Brock Purdy Belongs in the Elite Conversation of Quarterbacks. Wow. Wow.
0: Okay. Like, with, with, what do you mean? What's your, like, he belongs with Patrick Mahomes?
2: He belongs in a conversation of not game manager. He is he is right up there in the top five, top six quarterbacks. Ooh, yeah. I won't certainly will not put him in the Mahomes borough. Uh, pay him whatever you want, Ben. Yet I still can't get there. Probably with Brock but Rudy. but but you said elite though. Elite. He's an yeah, he is an elite quarterback. He's an elite
0: quarterback. What's Mahomes then? This is my mm-hmm. trouble with the word elite. Now it's like mm-hmm. there's Mahomes, and then like but. So he so Mahomes is like above elite now. What's the, yeah. what's the name of the category? It's just called Mahomes, I guess.
2: Mahomes, Hall of Famer. It's I mean, the
0: GOAT. There's like GOATs, and then there. So it's GOAT and then elite?
2: Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, you could even make a case. A lot of guys are elite in, in the NFL right now, but are they surefire, Hall of Fame, game-changing guys?
0: Can there be a lot of elite players, or does that negate the definition of elite?
2: We could be overusing it a lot more than we probably should. That's definitely, I think, part of it. But I think Brock Purdy has 100% graduated from game manager and all this stuff. And, yeah, he had pressure in his face that last play. That That's going to be a stinger for him when he had Jennings wide open in the end zone. But Brock Purdy, I, I don't want to – he did not lose that game. Jimmy Garoppolo lost that game for the Niners in the Super Bowl. He lost that game. Brock Purdy did not lose that game for the Niners.
0: Yesterday. See, okay. See, you're doing something though that we do with Kirk Cousins, and I actually, I, what I'd love to do is we should rank quarterbacks right now. Like we're emotional off the game yesterday. We should rank. I want to see where like where we put Purdy, but we focus so much on like with Kirk, what he's not to blame for, right? The Vikings lose a game, and you're like, oh, well, it wasn't Kirk Cousins' fault because these other five things happened. And yesterday with the the Niners, right, Purdy, he wasn't like a train wreck, and he made some big throws. But this is the difference between Patrick Mahomes, for instance. So Mahomes, over the last couple of years, you take away his future Hall of Fame number one wide receiver in Tyreek Hill. You shuffle some things around the offensive line and give him a seventh round running back. And then, by the way, you give him a center that has a chronic, a chronic low snapping problem. Joe Tooney, out injured, one of the best left guards in the NFL. And, uh, oh yeah, and your defense is going to give up a go-ahead scoring drive late in the game. Like, all these things happen. And he just, it doesn't matter. Like he- the game could have ended and the Chiefs could have lost. And we would have said, wasn't Patrick Mahomes' fault. But he's the ultimate fixer. He's the solutions guy. He comes in and says, okay, Tyreek Hill's gone over here. My receivers led the league in drops. Yep. Those and are I'll all viable, ex- yeah, viable yep. excuses.
1: And he just overcomes everything. So, so I've, among terms that I feel like are used too much now, and it's a great term. But it, it's thrown around a little bit too much is cheat code. Patrick Mahomes is a cheat code. Like that's the that's the cheat code. A cheat code is not a guy who's good but you lose. A cheat code is a guy who's so good that you can't lose.
0: Yeah, and he is the, He's an actual the cheat greatest code. cheat code in football history, right?
1: Well, I mean, yeah. If in the history of the league, there's been a few probably, but the point is, yes. Recency bias. I mean, he literally was not going to let them lose and and if Shanahan had kicked off my guess is the Chiefs still win
0: yeah people are hammering there's some yeah. things to nitpick Shanahan for but yeah let's say the let's say they kick off okay well the Chiefs probably score a touchdown anyways <laughs>
1: right and then Brock Purdy's under more pressure and he's still young you don't know how he's going to re- like i just yes he yeah. is a mahomes is an honest cheat code yeah okay. what
0: a, yeah what let, let impromptu quarterback rankings like where decks where Go through them right now.
2: Okay, I'm gonna Where go off ha- the top of my head. Uh, I'll go. Obviously, Mahomes one. <clears throat> I'll put Burrow two. I I still love Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow for me is healthy. Two. Joe Burrow is a is a dog. Yeah, a dog. Mm-hmm. Loves Josh Allen three. Still have Josh Allen three. Even with the mm-hmm. turnovers, he's just a touchdown and offensive machine. You can overcome some of those boneheaded turnovers because he just literally produces the entire offense there. All right now. I'm trying to think of who am I missing at four? Probably I'll put Lamar Jackson for, I could, mm-hmm. I could be, I could move this guy, but I'll put him for, cause I think that's probably pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Number five. This is see, This is where You're I think put we get really,
0: five. He's going to put could,
2: five. You could put a lot of different guys here. Five. I'm trying to think of, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not missing someone. I'm I'll, get, I'll, the throw, I'll throw
0: you some names to just yeah. chew on. Okay. Yep. Dak Prescott. <laughs> no, Justin Herbert. Matthew Stafford, uh, Jared Goff, Jalen Hurts, C.J. Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, Jordan Love, Tua,
2: Kirk. Can't forget about our guy. Brock Pretty (laughs) 5. Brock Pretty 5. I love it. I'll take Brock Pretty over. It does kind of
0: separate. I feel like the the top four are pretty ironclad.
1: A year from now, where is Herbert? This day, next year, after a year with the Chargers and Harbaugh, where is Justin Herbert?
0: See, it's a tough one because Harbaugh just hired Greg Roman to be his offensive coordinator, and Greg Roman is notorious. He's an overse- in the, in the no, 10 he's years like a- he's been the
1: O.C. No, he's he's got some type of offensive job, but it's not o- O.C. I looked it up. It's some type of a- advisory role. So I, I thought
0: they made it official like two days ago that he was... Oh, I
1: saw... But he he's thing.
0: notorious for leading the league in rushing attempts. Yeah. He's the offensive coordinator for the Chargers. Los AngelesChargers.com Charger, Oh, okay. Greg Roman, who is Chargers offensive coordinator okay. Greg Roman, five things to he know. He was
1: named like an offensive overseer. But if yeah, he, 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 that, he is okay. the offensive Ugh. coordinator.
0: So okay. ju- Justin Herbert probably <laughs> isn't Throwing the ball 650 times or whatever it was, no, last few years. I'm not putting Purdy five, but I will say that people calling him like Uh this game manager who's just along for the ride—that is not at all the case. That dude can make plays. Although he he missed a couple plays that would have daggered the Chiefs in that game. Mm -hmm. Can't you can't miss those and expect to beat Patrick Mahomes? Unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay.
1: Next question or next uh, hot take? Okay. I'm going to go away from the field and to the broadcast booth because here's my hottest take. Jim Nance and Tony Romo do not work anymore. It doesn't work. They need to separate them. Um, It's gone from Romo being this joyous guy who, like, would continue to talk, and it would tell you a lot. Um, And Nance, you you could tell, was sort of flustered back then, but it was sort of funny. Yeah. Now, now it's like someone sat Tony down and it's like, Jim doesn't like this. And Jim doesn't like that, but Tony can't help himself. And Tony wants to have fun. And like Jim again is still flustered. And there were times there was like three times yesterday where Nance would, would, you know, make one of his hackneyed cliche Vegas jokes lines or where Romo would try and sneak in like some aside and then Romo would literally like look for Jim. He would say something to Jim like, "Pretty good one, huh?" Like during the telecast. Well, like there was could- there there
0: was a moment late where the one of the two teams was lining up for a key field goal. Like late, I can't remember if it was game like a. I think it might have been the uh, Butker the game tire. I I can't remember but Romo was all excited of explaining the last play that like didn't work. And the camera is showing the special teams unit coming out to line up for this big field goal. And Romo was like all excited. And then he stops. He goes, but that, but
1: that take it away, Jim, take it away. Yep. Like, yeah, that's it's like, he, re- like. Re-
0: he realized, Oh man, Jim hates when I ramble on about the yes. previous play.
1: It's uncomfortable. It, it I, doesn't I, work. And I don't but, think that that means I either one sucks. I do think it means that like, there would be so much better chemistry, I think that Kevin Burkhardt on Fox with Greg Olson was a fantastic pairing. Greg Olson
0: should go to CBS.
1: That's what I keep saying. I I would, I think he'd be great with Nance. I'm
0: not as out on Romo. I think people have overstated that he was way better six years ago than he is now. He was definitely predicting more plays and was more plugged into the game six years ago. hundred percent. But there was a, so Creed Humphrey has a problem with low snaps. Like it's, it's a thing. And, someone from, I think it was PFF Brad tweeted out during the game because he had that low snap and Mahomes fumbled it and it was a big loss. And Romo was like, that's you don't see that from Creed Humphrey and PFF Brad sends out. Boy, that's how you." he just tipped his hand that he does not prep in depth for these games if he thinks that this isn't a problem.
1: I just don't think it it works. And like, it's almost that, if this is possible, Romo's become too squirrely yeah. Like, he's looking for Jim's approval during the telecast. It's like, yeah. dude, what made you funny was you were just clomping on Jim before, and now it's like, <laughs> that was a pretty good line, right?
2: I don't know. Even the uh, the game-winning play in overtime, like, just let it breathe for a little bit, dude. Like just let, yeah. let the whole thing breathe like that. That's like, that's play by play color commentating one Oh one dude. Yeah. And you're like vomiting all over this amazing game ending play. Like just yeah. take it, take a step back.
0: dude. That was a little jarring. Yeah. It was like, this is usually a moment where you just kind of watch and, so watch the players celebrate and you got the boom mics and there. He's just like, Oh Jim! Oh, god! it. It was yep. the same concept. It was the same concept as last clear. year. He runs this guy over here. Oh God.
1: And then Jim, Jim. is, and and then Jim's fault is he's so eager to, to, put his stamp on things. Right? Like Jim, Jim is could got confused years ago. He calls stuff like he's calling it. Like the viewer can't see it. It's like, Jim, just let, just, everyone well, no, but up. he's
0: trying to he's he loves to put the you know like when the masters winning putt yeah. goes in he's always got you know he always has the
1: quippy Yeah, I'd rather just silence. It's another KC masterpiece. Yeah, exactly. or, you know, whatever. Or why why can't I why can't we just <laughs> to what Declan said, why can't we just watch the play and and the thing is Kevin Harlan's call on on uh, Westwood Kevin. 1 is phenomenal.
0: I haven't like heard that one yet, but pitch. I wish he would. I wish he had higher, even higher profile TV
1: gigs. But he's blocked, oh. he's
0: blocked age wise by like Nance. Yeah. And Mike Breen on the NBA side.
1: I would make him if, and they won't, but I'd really like to see CBS make him the main football guy.
0: But I think those guys are like, but aren't they, they like won't. five years apart in age too? So he's not even the young guy that's waiting for.
2: How no, no. How, no. You, how
0: old do you think Jim Nance is? Uh, He's near 70, I think. He's yeah, like he's 60. He's 70. only 64. Oh, really? Interesting. And okay. Kevin Harlan, guess Kevin Harlan.
1: He's probably 63. He's probably 62. sixty-three. Yeah. No, you're right. So he's blocked, saying, I, man. He's blocked. Yeah, I know. But it's an absolute shame that he's blocked by Jimmy.
0: My hottest take off that would be, I'll give you another one too, but I think Kevin Harlan is the best sports play-by-play guy in the country. But he's... He's literally blocked at every. His main sports are basketball and football, and he's blocked by Jim Nance, at CBS, just like you, he would be blocked by Joe Buck at ESPN.
1: Although TNT's top guy, though, right?
0: But he, TNT doesn't have the NBA Finals. Oh, I got you. Okay. You know, yeah. so he doesn't get he doesn't get to call the championship game yeah. or the championship round of
1: He's fantastic
0: of his sports, unfortunately. Um. Okay. I'll give you. I'll give you this hottest take. Green eighteen. Some people are going to destroy me for this one. We witnessed 58 Super Bowls, a top three halftime performance yesterday. Oh. Top three halftime show. We had, I think it was 14 okay. Usher songs pumped out in 12 okay. minutes. You had, uh, as predicted on the show, Usher on a roller skates at one point. It, that was, here's another hot take. Was yesterday the most successful day in the history of? Purple Daily Predictions.
2: We're, we're
0: Declan had like days. five correct ones. Mm-hmm. I had at least two or three.
1: Joe Montana I had, on camera. I
2: had you had the three. Debo
1: Samuel injury, Judd. And the I think I predicted the Chiefs would win Mahomes MVP, which is not a stretch to predict it, but it was right. Wow. Yeah, I think we all had Bravo to a us. couple of wow. this is I seat. don't think that's a hot take, though. I, I think you're right. Like, what is it? Prince is won, right? Mm-hmm. So Prince, Prince, Prince in
0: the Rain, right? Wasn't that yep. the in yep. Miami?
1: Yep. Prince the Bears, in the Rain in Miami. I'll
0: give you. There's like here's the Mount Rushmore. Okay, yeah. all due respect to the to the like Tulane marching band from the 70s. Yeah, no. They Up used to have people. marching bands. Up yeah. with
1: people, fantastic.
0: Prince in the Rain. I love the Aerosmith halftime show from like 20 years ago Britney in Tampa. Spears, right Britney Spears. I think in sync. It was really all these nuts. 2,000 yes. stars.
2: That's one of my favorite.
0: Some people would say U2. I'm just not a huge not a U2 guy.
2: Hot, a cr- top four almost overrated band of all time, U2. That's my hot take. Incredibly old. Ah, you know overrated. what I I'm think? Th- I'm with Dex on this. Just I think
1: halftime. So, so here's my thing with, with halftime shows. And I, I'm a huge Tom Petty fan, McCartney. Mm-hmm. I don't think those guys work for halftime shows.
0: You are like production. the guys you bring in after something went wrong the year before, right? Oh, yep, man, yep. J-Lo's boob popper, yep. Janet, whatever, Janet Jackson, Jackson. Uh, yeah. wardrobe
1: malfunction, you know. But I think that those, like, like Petty did a collection of hits. Correct. I'm with Judd here. Uh, uh, and I love him. He's one of my favorites, yeah. but really? Yeah. Like, this yeah. was, like, the thing, that, the thing that you got to appreciate, no matter how you feel about Usher, is that was a production.
2: It was a performance too. Perform- right. right, but I mean yeah. it was marvelous.
0: Yeah. Here's the Mount Rushmore. Okay, in All any right. in any particular order for me, so I'm gonna go. Usher yesterday. Yep. Prince in the rain. Mm-hmm. Aerosmith with Britney Spears in sync from early 2000s. I'm with you. And then it was one of the. It was early 90s. Uh, it was the, one of the Cowboys Bills Super Bowls when Michael Jackson. Didn't he, like, repel from the top of yeah. the, the stadium or something?
2: That was the year after the Metrodome kerfuffle. And I shouldn't really say kerf Like, it was the Metrodome's fault that halftime show existed. Uh, but that was that winter wonderland thing. Yeah. And then In Living Color, right, I think, also aired an episode that steered. So the, the botch halftime show at the Metrodome basically kicked off the new editions of what Super Bowl halftime shows were, which was MJ that very next year.
0: Yeah, we had. By the way, the UFM marching band was part of the Winter Magic it, performance. Go back at the through metronome. those,
2: man. Like it's Up with People. Like
1: there, there, was no real plan for it to be a production until ninety what two then?
0: Chubby well, Checker like, and the Rockettes in nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. yeah, we had Up with People in eighty six. Like a bunch of times.
1: It was just up a different.
0: With, up with People in eighty. What is Up with People? It's like Motown.
1: Covers. Remember. It's just some type of it's like a cover really band. Know, but it was, but I mean, it was, it was. Here's the Johnny Holmes. Filler. It was filler.
0: Uh, New Kids on the Block came around in 1991. So we started, we started mixing in some, some bigger stars there in like the early 90s. But yeah, I don't I'm into it. I also went and saw Usher at MGM, uh, Park MGM last summer. And it was three hours of
2: just chaos. It was, Here's my, it was at, at that Vegas show, <laughs> residency show you saw, was he that sweaty?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, dude, he had to change okay. shirts. It was a... Th- he. We thought you go to any casino show, whether it's Mystic Lake or Vegas, it's like, like, they'll play for an hour and a half, and then they want you to go dump money into the slot yep. machines, right? So Usher played for three hours, and this was the, the genesis of my roller skates prediction was mm-hmm. for like 40 minutes during his three-hour set, he basically did like a full album on roller skates at that show at Park MGM. So I figured... Maybe he brings the roller skates to the Super Bowl, you know, and the stage looked like it was big enough there for the first few songs. Like, no, maybe he'll he'll pop on the skates. But yeah, he literally had to change shirts like four or five times over the three hours during his residency performance.
2: Yeah, I felt bad for him when he, when he he took off his shirt at the hat. I was like, just wipe your face, buddy. It's okay. No one's going to judge you. Like at this point, like I, I, you are just dripping with sweat and and it makes sense. You're performing like crazy right now. But uh, how I would you feel?
0: So Alicia Keys is married. Mm-hmm. People thought well, maybe Usher went a little too far hugging a married woman like that from behind, you know, kind of
2: bringing Usher, her in man, close. Like that. No, that no. I had I had no issue with.
0: it. If it's me, you know what I I say to my loving wife, hey, that's Usher. Yeah, exactly. Do you I can do, say the same thing. <laughs> Hall pass. <laughs> yeah. Can I also no? Okay.
2: <laughs> I'd be in the same boat. <laughs>
0: um, okay, last uh, hard count question for you guys here.
2: Green eighteen, green
0: eighteen! Did you like any of the commercials?
1: Oh, the Dunkin' Donuts one I thought Dunkin' was, was good. Fantastic. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. We already talked about. I think was it on the other episode? I can't remember. Michael, Sa- hi, I'm Michael Sarah, and yeah. human skin is my passion. Yeah, Stay. Sarah V
1: with <laughs> with uh, with Schwarzenegger. State yeah. Farm, and the, the Christopher Walken one for B and W. I thought was pretty creative mm-hmm. with them all trying to talk like
2: Christopher yeah. Walken. Yeah. yeah,
1: so awesome.
0: Stone Cold with a mullet made yeah. my list. Yep. Saw that. It's that pretty was
2: funny. Good. I love, and it wasn't like its favorite one, but I do like the E Trade babies. They're it playing around forever. That one. It yeah, feels they have like now,
0: huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like twenty years of e trade. The Duncan babies. one,
2: though, I thought was hilarious. Duncan one was was really good. Damn, Chris Pratt looks,
0: looks like the Pringles guy. That was kind of funny. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: Pringles mustache. Uh, how about Messi drinking Michelob Ultra and just weaving his way in and around? Do you think Messi just slams a couple Michelob Ultras at halftime of his World <laughs> Cup games? I don't know. Uh, then the Mr. T Skechers one also made my list. Mm. There's no tea in Skechers. And then Mr. T comes in with his like, were they catering to 75-year-old that's what, men? That's what if you ask, can't like, bend yeah. over to like tie your shoes, yeah, try Skechers.
1: And Mr. T can probably be, be had on the commercial market these days for pretty cheap.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know what Skechers was going for there. And then the only other one I wrote down was the Pluto TV growing couch potatoes. That was kind of funny.
2: How much money did Timu spend on Super Bowl ads? I want to know that.
0: Billions. Billions.
2: (laughs) Like I I think I almost bought something off Timu this summer of like a a retro video game thing, but then I did research and I was like, I'm gonna get scammed. I don't I don't trust this at all, so I decided not to buy it. And now I saw them seven times over the course of the four hour Super Bowl yesterday. Yeah.
0: Well so what is is Timu like is it like Amazon and eBay rolled into one? Like how would you explain it?
2: It's like a marketplace.
0: Apparently seeing nine commercials wasn't enough for me to know exactly what Timo was yesterday.
2: It's super discounted stuff. And I believe what their tagline yesterday was like, shop like a billionaire, right? So it's got like really cool things that you would find, like maybe even like a Sky Mall magazine per se, right? And they're really cheaper and discounted. And I also don't know if everything is – it's a lot like – it'd be like if Etsy and Amazon and eBay and SkyMall combined into one – for very discounted things. I think it's that's really probably the core 4 there that would work with it.
0: <laughs> Those SkyMall magazines were the I best. I Sky SkyMall magazines. Before you had internet on planes, you would just thumb oh, through yeah. that thing for 3 hours.
2: Mhm. It's great.
1: a mm-hmm. point of them though. Like I thumb through them and I'd be like, I don't want any of this stuff. Oh, I love Really? It. You never yeah. You I love never them. never pulled the trigger on a Oh, I didn't even come close to pulling the trigger. I was lo- I I eventually didn't th- thumb through it cuz I just got bored with the randomness of the stuff
0: see i felt like by the time i was done i was like yeah i really do need that that beer helmet that like you know i don't know connects to my refrigerator that (laughs) that could make
2: me a grilled cheese at the same time
1: (laughs) (laughs) here's my question what why didn't more it or i might have just missed this it felt like the commercials for, for the first time in a long time that a bunch of them didn't leak out like, I feel um, like a year or two, two ago on Twitter you saw a bunch of them or you saw them on social. Hmm. I saw a bunch that I d- didn't know, which I, I actually enjoyed more because it, it's more fun to watch them when they're surprising. But it feels like very few. I saw like one or two that leaked out, but it felt like two years ago it was like five
2: of them or six of them. I out. saw the Uber Eats one with Jen and and David Schwimmer. I I saw that earlier this week, so I knew that one was coming. Um. Yep, I'd seen that. That's one I'd seen. I'd, I wasn't... I mean, I know you guys aren't big Marvel and, and comic book guys, but, like, Deadpool 2 was... They they dropped the full trailer, like, three minutes on Twitter before they aired, like, an abbreviated version on the okay. Super Bowl ad. Okay.
1: okay. And Twister's
2: mm-hmm. coming back.
0: Twister! Twisters, dude! Twisters. Twister. Is, Is that a should. sequel? Is it, like, the kids of...
1: Or a re... That's what I'm wondering. Is that, like, Bill Paxton and he- Helen Hunt's kids? Or... And, and we've still is. got the balls Comes in the thing July. that get caught up and give you the reading.
0: Yeah, I'm in on that.
1: It sounds totally like we've am. not made a lot of progress in our, tr- our tornado tracking in the past 25 years.
0: Well, yeah. we will. We will have our first summer uh, blockbuster yeah. action movie rewind candidate.
1: I had no idea Mackie too. and
0: Judd movie reviews on Apple and Spotify. I
1: had no idea. Like I saw that, and because I saw the I saw the trailer, and I started, and I'm
2: like, is this what I think it is? Yeah, you damn right it is. You don't face your fears. You ride them. Oh. That's the tagline <laughs> of the movie. Let's
1: go. And they've got to bring Hel- go. Helen Hunt back for some type of role yeah. or cameo, right? She's got to be so. back. Yeah,
0: hope so. Hey, before we wrap here, boys. I
1: want a mock. Mock.
0: I've got a mock draft for you. Presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Face-to-face and eye-to-eye is one of the many things that makes Federated Insurance stand out in the insurance industry. Their corporate culture is grounded in equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect, and these four cornerstones create the foundation that supports all interactions and decision making. Uh, if you're looking to elevate your business through risk management, it's like having a great offensive line for your business. Been saying that for a long time here on Purple Daily. Federated is uh, is the company for you. FederatedInsurance.com to find out more information. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. This one comes from Barstool Sports, boys. Oh, okay. Barstool's doing mocks now. Really? Steven Chia. 1.0 here. Just posted this morning, a couple hours ago. So uh, he has the Bears taking Caleb Williams, the Commanders taking Jaden Daniels, and the Patriots taking Drake May. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the Cardinals taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Chargers taking Joe Alt, the offensive tackle. And the Giants taking Rome Adunze, wide receiver, Washington. Titans take offensive tackle Talise Fuaga from Oregon State. Falcons take Dallas Turn the Edge rusher from Alabama. Bears take Malik Neighbors, wide receiver, LSU. Jets take Olu Fashanu, tackle from Penn State. That's really interesting. So now the Vikings are on the board. That tight end Brock Bowers is still on the board, isn't he? Did I read Brock Bowers' name? Would you take a second tight end here to pair with Hawkinson?
2: It. No. Not at new. No. I mean,
0: he's projected to be like a top five or six pick though.
2: If they hadn't re-signed Hawkinson. I wonder if uh
1: if this guy for- forgot about Bowers and he kept he's like, Oh crap. Who's gonna take him?
0: <laughs> he does have him at fifteen, spoiler alert. Okay. Tough guy to find a landing spot for here, but he's one of the top players in the class. He has the Vikings taking out of Florida State edge rusher, Jared Verse.
1: I want a mock! Mock! I expect more from Barstow. I want... I expect more edge. I expect more edginess. I expect more... What do you mean he
0: gave the Vikings an edge? How much more edge do you need?
1: Um, I... Again... There are no trades, okay? So I'm protesting this.
0: He says Daniil, is, Daniil Hunter is coming off a 16-sack season, but he's also a free agent. Verse can represent a huge cost savings if they decide to retain Kirk Cousins. And then J.J. McCarthy goes 12th right after to the Broncos. Bo Nicks 14 to the Saints in this mock.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking if that's the case, they take McCarthy. but Let's
0: See if they got any other quarterbacks in the first round. Nope. That's a wrap there on the barstool. But
1: I run. guess if you sign Kirk to a new five-year all-guaranteed contract, you don't need JJ uh, McCarthy.
0: Ironclad. Yep. Kirk no trade. Ironclad complete, cousins.
1: Complete no trade, just like everyone else these days.
0: <laughs> All right, there's your uh, there's your uh, your hard count edition 10, 10, of Purple Daily here. We are excited to officially begin the NFL offseason on this show. This is the place to be every single day. For daily discussion about how the Vikings can tweak and upgrade their roster here. So stick with us. Uh, Thor Thursdays, or Thor's Days, as Thorsday. some of the audience days. are calling them. Ooh, Thorsdays. I
1: like that. Thor's Days. Yep. Thor's Days. That's Thorsdays. good.
0: We've got Purple Daily on Draft with Declan and Tyler mm-hmm. Fornis and Miles Gorham. So all sorts of content here. 365 days a year. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.